Hey, this is Nathan Fopp with Stephen Brittingham on Hollywood and Beyond. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond podcast with Cincinnati host Stephen Brittingham. Experience meaningful and in-depth interviews with Hollywood's most interesting people. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Carrie Genzel, actor, producer, writer, and creator of stateofslay.com. Slay, in this case, being an acronym for self-love, appreciate you. State of Slay is a blog that I created documenting my journey from the darkness of depression to living in the light today and focusing on the positive. It is a safe place to encourage one another and walk together as we find empowerment and self-love. I hope you'll join me on my blog, stateofslay.com, where we walk and slay together. Slay on. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to hollywoodandbeyondshow at gmail.com. That is hollywoodandbeyondshow at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. I believe in the power of stories and images to impact and influence lives. That meaningful quote is from my guest today, Nathan Foff. Nathan joins me today to discuss his powerful documentary film, Film School Africa. Ready? Yep. Take two of Sikha's documentary. This is Kayamani, a township that is situated in Stellenbosch, South Africa. The name is coming from the closest speaking people, which means nice home. But the name shouldn't fool you. This is far from being a nice home, where people are living under tough circumstances like poverty, teenage pregnancy, and crime. And The winner of the Best Documentary category over at the Barcelona Film Festival. I am looking forward to not only learning more about Film School Africa, but also about Nathan himself. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Hey, thanks, Stephen. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, my friend. Thank you. Well, why don't you let the listeners out there know where you are from? Yeah, so I grew up overseas in Papua New Guinea um, and always loved filmmaking from a young young age, would just make movies with my friends growing up, uh, small music videos and things. And then I studied filmmaking in university in Indiana and then moved out to the L.A. area about four years ago to kind of pursue my career in uh, the film industry out here. Very nice. And was there any, um, you know, 
time in your life where you suddenly became extra interested in the filmmaking process and told yourself, hey, I think I might want to try this one day? Yeah, for me, it was probably the Lord of the Rings trilogy, as I'm sure it would be for a lot of other uh, filmmakers around my generation. But the um, the bonus feature DVD set of that really kind of shed a great light of all the behind the scenes work and filmmaking. And so I could probably point my um, interest back to watching those, you know, special feature discs of the Lord of the Rings. And then it wasn't until I got to university that I really decided I wanted to focus in on documentary filmmaking specifically. And largely once I came out to um, Los Angeles as well and started doing more independent uh, freelance work and documentary style content that I really decided that this is uh, kind of the focus that I would try to take my career. Fantastic. And you also spend time in Indiana learning more about your craft. Yeah, yeah. I went to Taylor University in Indiana for four years, studied film for being out in Indiana. They had a great film program there. Um, And I took a documentary filmmaking class where I produced a short film on a homeless friend of mine in the city of Indianapolis, which actually went on to win a regional uh, student Emmy Award. So very grateful for that opportunity. Well, that sounds like something I would like to see. Is that uh, available to view by chance? Yeah, it's called The Advocate, and it should be on YouTube and Vimeo for free if people are interested in checking that out. It's about 12 minutes long. 12 minutes long. I'm going to do that. Thank you for mentioning that. Well, I also learned that you enjoy the editing process very much, not just the actual directing part, but also the editing aspect. Yeah, I um, I definitely enjoy the camera work, but I feel like editing all the projects you film, you end up editing as well. And so I definitely realized that I have a knack for the editing uh, process and um, yeah, comfortable it, doing both. It, 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 it's nice, isn't it? Because I also edit episodes here on Hollywood and beyond. So, um, you know, you feel like you're actually putting your, your, your artistry and, and your personal touch on your project. I'm, I assume that's probably how you're feeling when you're editing. You're, you're getting the look that you want or the pace or the angle, and that, that has to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, definitely. And especially with documentary uh, genre specifically, so much of the story comes out in the edit room. Um, and it's always fun to be able to kind of go back over stuff that you shot personally and um, be able to just see how that turned out or, or morph that into something entirely different. I love documentaries. Um, I, I think there's so much that can be learned from them. Um, some of them are about having fun, of course, and, and, and taking that approach. And then others have something very important to say. And those are uh, ones that I really, really uh, seek out. And, you know, it, it's like reading a good book. When you're watching a documentary, you just feel like you're, you're learning about uh, other people's situations and, and perspective and, and empathy. The word empathy comes to mind. Is, is, that's the power of documentary filmmaking. Well, let's discuss your documentary film, uh, Film School Africa. I have not seen this yet, but I'm looking forward to doing so very soon. For the folks out there that maybe have not heard much about this uh, film, would you please give them a description at this time? Yeah, so Film School Africa is a feature-length documentary um, about a friend of mine who started a film school in uh, Cape Town area of South Africa to youth in underprivileged areas. 
And it was originally intended to kind of give them skills for employment opportunities later on. But the students ended up using their uh, school film projects as art therapy and a way to process through uh, their lives and sometimes their pretty traumatic uh, childhoods or upbringing. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I have to commend you for this. You know, that that just sounds incredible to me. Uh, basically, some of these individuals, like you mentioned, maybe have some difficult upbringing or surroundings or are dealing with difficult uh, living situations, perhaps. I'm just assuming maybe a few do. Um, but you're trying to show that there's a, a, a joy in the filmmaking process. I, I think that is a beautiful thing. Yeah, a lot of their projects ended up having quite a therapeutic impact because um, now the people who have had traumatic things happen to them now actually have power and authority to decide uh, what happens in their own stories in their films and their projects. And so they now have the control to, you know, if they're working with actors or something to kind of play out the scenarios again, maybe in a different way or something like that. So it was really powerful. Now, is this something that was um, that took a long time to shoot? Um, shooting actually took about three months. I went to South Africa and um, stayed there for one of the school semesters, one of the school program terms. And so I spent about three months filming the staff and students there. And then I came back to Los Angeles and edited it for about a year afterwards. So the whole mm -hmm. process was about a year and a half from start to finish. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but I believe that I read that it was over 800 hours of actual editing. Correct. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> quite, a, quite a lot of editing because it was just me. I didn't have a team or anything. It was kind of just a personal passion project in that way. Well, congratulations goes out to you for your, your extra efforts and, uh, and for you know, this uh, unique uh, story in the film. I really like that. I think that's a wonderful thing. Well, what was one of the most challenging aspects for you while you were there on location? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I kind of tried to pride myself on being flexible to be able to roll with, um, with whatever was happening. Obviously, I, I went with a little um, knowledge of kind of the direction I wanted to take this story. Um, I knew that I could touch on kind of the art therapy aspect of it and talk about uh, Katie, who started the film school, and kind of her decision to leave her quickly growing career in Los Angeles to come um, to South Africa and teach these students. What I didn't realize was um, I didn't know the students themselves until I got there. And so I didn't know how the story of the students interacting and kind of working together and overcoming different barriers and cultural differences and all that, I didn't, I wasn't able to foresee that. And so it was fun to um, kind of watch that unfold and figure that out in the editing room uh, back home, how that would all come together. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you brought them in many ways, an unexpected gift. However, what lessons did you learn from them? Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah, I was able to um, just kind of see and and relate to the students in terms of like everybody that you come across and that you might work with has a story and it might look very different from you. Um, but there are certain things that you can grasp onto that will be um, universal and that you can really use to bring 
people together. And so for these students, I watch them, they all come from different cultural backgrounds. They all speak a different first language, um, but they had to work together. And filmmaking was one of the things that brought them together. And so I guess for me, it was just like a recognition and um, intention to kind of when you see people to look at what, what unites you and what brings you together as opposed to necessarily differences and how you can be um, understanding and, and accommodating and flexible to learn, always being willing to learn, I would say, with some of the main takeaways. And as far as actual cinema or movies, television in the area that, that you happen to be filming in, I mean, what, I mean, what state is that? I mean, do they have a lot of access to movies? Is it uh, very limited? I'm very curious about that. Yeah, that's a great question. The film industry in South Africa as a whole is actually definitely growing. Some of the you know, feature-length Hollywood films uh, in recent years have actually been filmed and shot in South Africa. There's a studio just outside of Cape Town. But the students uh, that Katie works with at the film school specifically often come from uh, poor, kind of underprivileged areas. They call them townships outside of the suburbs. And so there's not a lot of... Um, employment opportunities for people coming from those backgrounds in into the film industry. It's a lot harder for them. Um, and that was one of the things that Katie actually was confronted with early on is someone came to her and said, hey, I know that I'm a filmmaker, but I don't have the resources and tools to be able to pursue that. And that really stuck with her. And so that was actually the motivation for her to go back and start this school in these underprivileged areas um, and in the first place to kind of help give these people experience for later. And, um, yeah. Did you have a production company already lined up for distribution of any sort? Uh, or was that something you had to work on after you completed editing, so to speak? Um, I did not. Yeah. I ended up finding, uh, that afterwards we did the festival circuit for one year and then found distribution after that. And it feels good to finally have it out on online platforms now. Now you won, and congratulations, uh, an award. Uh, I, I don't know, have you actually won more than one award for Film School Africa? Yeah, I was able to win the um, Best Documentary at the Barcelona Film Festival, and then also the Best Emerging Filmmaker at the African Film Festival. Nice. And, um, and then I think there was one or two other ones in there as well, but I forget <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> well, isn't it interesting how projects can grow over time, though? Unless it's a Hollywood blockbuster, so to speak, you know, some films, and I think documentaries in particular, they can grow over time, can't they? Yeah, definitely. You never know, especially with documentary, it can be so unpredictable. And how has the reception been? Obviously very positive, but let's say with people in general, uh, let's say, first of all, friends and family, what has there been, uh, what have they been saying to you after they've seen uh, the film. Yeah, the film uh, it definitely has had a very warm response, and um, a lot of people have definitely been um, emotionally moved by the film, and so that's been very encouraging to see. Um, but overall, it's been a yeah, just a very great positive uh, response, which I'm very grateful for. I'm glad to hear that. Well deserved, it sounds like too. I've seen some images of the film and. Like I, like I mentioned, I'm looking forward to actually seeing it myself very soon. So if folks are out there listening and 
And I strongly encourage him to track down this documentary of yours. What are the best outlets for them to actually view the film? Yeah, well, we have it online on digital platforms available for purchase or rent. Um, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube are the main ones at the moment, and hopefully getting out on more as we go along as well. Very nice. Now, do you have another project in mind, uh, perhaps another documentary that you're either working on now or uh, you would like to do someday soon? Yeah, you know, I, I've got a couple ideas rolling around, nothing too solidified at the moment, but um, my hope is to always kind of focus on local heroes and people who are doing something uh, small or inspiring and kind of shed light on them to um, make others aware of them and maybe inspire others to do something similar or get involved to uh, these people's projects. Well, I want to wish you all the best on that. Uh, now, um, I learned something very interesting about you. Um, <laughs> very interesting indeed. And that is, I'll let you be the one to describe this uh, properly, but uh, in a nutshell, you, uh, and I don't know if you're still doing this, but uh, you had at least at one time been recording a few moments from each day, I believe for a whole year and then putting it all together. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take uh, about a second of video every day. And then at the end of the year, I'd put them all together and do kind of like a year and seconds review. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and so it's kind of a fun little video journal that I do. Um, yeah. And it really makes you think of each day and what you want it to be remembered for. And then as a filmmaker, how do you capture that one moment in one frame and how do you, um, oh. you know, get the people you're with and the location you're at and all that kind of thing. So it's been a good exercise, but I've been able to uh, keep up amazingly for about four years now. You know, that's like a runner <laughs> choosing to run uphill, uh, maybe with rocks and everything in the way, because that, that, that could, you know, I, I should have thought of how challenging that might be to put one second of footage together and then, you know, have it all work out. Now, I'm just wondering, <laughs> how long is, is this when it's all said and done? I'm trying to do the math in my head here. Yeah, it's, uh, well, 365 seconds. So um, it, it, it turns out to be about six and a half minutes. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, have you ever been tempted, just out of curiosity, to maybe expand to two seconds or three seconds just to see how it would all turn out? <laughs> My father would love that because he always <laughs> complains that it's way too short, you know, and he, he'll go through frame by frame and pause and try to analyze, see what I did that day. So I know that, you know, he, he mentioned making it two or three seconds, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It seems like people might lose interest at that point. Well, hey, be sure to tell him that someone uh, suggested that to you. Might... <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, you have a very nice website, very appealing. Would you like to let the listeners out there know how to visit you online? Yeah, well, my personal website is my name, NathanFoff.com. Uh, Foff is spelled P-S-A-F-F. And we also have pages for the film, Film School Africa. So if they want to go to filmschoolafrica.org, you can learn more about the school itself. And then there's a documentary page on that website as well. And we are also on Facebook and Instagram at FSA Doc and Film School Africa Documentary. Well, Nathan, thank you for being such a interesting and fun guest today. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're most welcome. And I hope you come back someday and we can discuss more about your projects and see how another uh, a year and seconds uh, uh, turned out for you. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, Stephen. Thanks so much. Thank you. 
I had an encounter with a young man who came up to me and basically said, I'm a filmmaker, but I don't have the skills or the tools. I don't know how to do it, but I know that I'm a filmmaker. And that moment really haunted me. It really stayed with me because I walked away from that conversation, that interaction with him, feeling this thought of, what do people do if they have a calling on their life, but they can't reach it for some reason or other? Immediately I was hit with, if people are struggling to put food on the table, if people are struggling to figure out where, how their kids are gonna be educated, really, like what good is film gonna do in a place where people are living in poverty? But eventually just thought, what would happen <laughs> if I just took a couple of cameras and a couple of laptops to Kaimundi and taught some kids how to make short films. Hollywood and Beyond podcast created, produced, and hosted by actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening.